Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Thank God. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord on Thursday. Amen. So let's turn. I want to read two verses in the book of Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Uh, Bring ye all the tithes in the store, into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast out her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Amen. Praise God. And I want to teach on the subject, God's portion. God's portion. Amen. So Malachi tells us to bring all the tithes into the storehouse. So what is the tithe? The word tithe means tenth or 10%. So it's one out of every 10, 10 out of every 100 or 100 out of every 1,000, etc. And what's, what's interesting about tithing is nobody can tithe more than anybody else. Uh, you know, like, like somebody that's... Uh, uh, a millionaire couldn't tithe more than someone uh, that's not because tithing isn't an amount. Tithing's a fixed percentage. So that's why um, tithing's a very fair principle because it does not require more from one person than it does over another person. And so uh, tithes are different than offerings because offerings are free will, it's up to whatever you feel like and all that stuff, but tithes is, is, is a predetermined set situation in the scriptures, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, so now we've established what the tithe is, what is uh, tithing is 10% of what? Let's read Genesis 14, 20, Abraham gave uh, him tithes, talking about uh a king that he came across, and we'll talk about that in a minute. He gave him tithes of all. So we're talking about what is what do we have talking about? Ten percent of what? Genesis twenty eight twenty two. It was talking about Jacob, and Jacob made a vow to the Lord and said, "Of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you." And then Luke eighteen twelve, one man said that I give tithes of all that I possess. So tithing is connected to the word uh, all. Tithing of what? Tithing of all. Um, And so if we break that down to, um, you know, like a paycheck, for instance, uh, tithing um, is uh, a tenth of all. So the paycheck, you have a gross amount and you got a net amount, you got all these things in between. And so the gross amount is the all. When you look at it, 
properly because we're giving tithes of all. And when you say, well, all I'm getting is, like in this case, there's uh, it says $500, and then you get three seventy-five, seventy-eight. Yeah, probably back in 1972. But anyway, it's a good example, um, you know, because the percentages are a lot less you're going to get. Um, but the thing is, you say, well, there's some of those things. I don't even know what they are, and the government's taking them out, and I'll never see it again. But there's a lot of stuff you'll see again. Amen. I mean, you'll see, you'll see some of that state again. You'll see some of that federal again. You'll see someday you'll see some of that uh, Social Security, uh, you know, uh, Lord willing, you'll see that again, some of it. Um, and, you know, there's state disability. So you might, you know, Lord willing, you don't see that because you don't get disabled, but you might not have to have that sometime. Uh, there's a lot of other pre-tax stuff that is available now, like 401k comes out uh, out of that gross, you know, before uh, taxes and, and uh, you know, uh, medical premiums for your medical insurance or health savings accounts or there's even daycare uh, you know, um, things that are taken out. There, there are all kinds of things. And all of that is part of all that God has blessed me with, you know, and because when you uh, negotiate your salary with your job or whatever, uh, you're not negotiating a net amount. You're negotiating the, the gross amount. You know, this is what I like to make a year, and, you know, and then and, and all that. So, so I give tithes of all. He gave all the, the three different places here. Um, so that's, that's important to understand. So the next thing to understand is which 10th is the tithe. That's a very important Proverbs three, nine says, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. And first fruits is the first in place time order or rank it's the beginning that's what the first fruits is so if we put up that slide with the 10 one dollar bills again and we see let's, let's leave, uh, give an example so say and this is probably back in 1972 also that i you know cleaned out um lillian's flower bed i was just a young guy and you know she said i'd like to get these weeds out of here and she goes well, i'll give you 10 bucks or whatever um and uh, so she gives me my $10 and I have, so say I have, she paid me 10 $1 bills or whatever. Which of those $10, uh, $1 bills is the tithe? Which one belongs to God? Which one is God's portion? Anybody? The first dollar. It's the first one you spend technically. You know, it's, it's not just the first dollar that, you know, because I could take that first dollar and just, put it somewhere and it's not allocated to anything. And then I forget about it. And then I go buy some gum with it or something. And it's like, <gasps> you know, whatever. So the first dollar, so it's not the last one I spend. It's not the fifth one or even the second one. The first one I spend is the first 10th, which is the first fruit of my increase. So that's, that's really how it works. Amen. And, and when we follow this plan, we're going to see when we get to the end how much of a blessing it is to us. Amen. Praise God. So when did tithing begin? So in the Bible, well, when we look, a lot of people mistakenly think tithing began with the law of Moses, with the Ten Commandments and all that stuff, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and forward. Um, and then they further uh, uh, 
surmise that because of that, when Jesus came and he died, was buried, rose again, the church started, then the law was fulfilled, and then we moved into the New Testament, the New Covenant, better promises, better everything, and uh, the Old Covenant was kind of folded in and fulfilled, um, and so uh, they mistakenly think, well, tithing is not really a New Testament thing. Now, tithing is mentioned in the New Testament, not nearly as much as the Old, but tithing is a Bible principle. It's not just an Old Testament principle. Because tithing, as I mentioned in that one verse, tithing actually began, began before the law with Abraham. And, and Abraham, he went out to fight uh, you know, a, a, you know, a little battle when uh, it was as early on after God had called him, like two chapters later after God had called him. And he went out in Genesis 14 and he, he fought the battle and he, he, he captured back some people that were taken and all that stuff. And, and uh, after the victory, he was met by a king named Melchizedek or Melchizedek. And he was referred to as the king of Salem, the priest of the most high God. That's all we knew about him in the Old Testament. And the Bible said that, that Abraham paid tithes of all to Melchizedek. Interesting. Because there were several kings. There was another king there too. But uh, Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek. And when we look at Melchizedek in the New Testament, the book of Hebrews chapter 7 refers to him in a different way. He was not only referred to as the king of Salem, which is also the king of... Of, which means the king of peace. He was also referred to as the king of righteousness. And then Hebrews 7.3 said something interesting about this Melchizedek. He was without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, and he abideth a priest continually. That sounds like more than an ordinary king, more than an ordinary man. So Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek, and Melchizedek was an embodiment or a theophany. He was, he was a type, a symbol of Christ in the Old Testament times. Amen. And so Hebrews 6.20 verifies this where it says, Jesus, having become high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. So he paid tithes to Melchizedek. Really, he was paying tithes to the Lord because the, the, the tithe belongs to the Lord. And then when Jesus came, another kind of proof text that, uh, you know, that Jesus didn't, come, Jesus didn't come to destroy because tithing followed into the law, and then, but it continued even after the law. He said, Jesus said, do not think in Matthew 5, 17, that I came to destroy the law or the prophets, but I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Amen. So tithing continues in the New Testament. And since Abraham paid tithes to God, really, so should all of his children. You say, well, Abraham's Jewish. I'm not Jewish. Well, but you're a child of Abraham. Did you know that? Let me show you. Amen. Galatians 3, 7. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. That's us. Galatians 3, 29. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to to the promise. Amen. So tithing continues in the New Testament because there's a purpose for the tithe. And that's why it continues because the purpose is still needed 
in the New Testament. Amen. The Bible says all the tithes belong to God. Back in the Old Testament times, you know, they didn't really get a paycheck necessarily. They were on the barter system. And so they had farmers and they had vineyard keepers and they had, they had uh, sheep herders and, and um, all kinds of people that were you know, raising animals or crops or whatever. And so they would tithe of the field or they would tithe of the animals or whatever. And, but the Bible said in, in Leviticus that, you know, all the tithe of the fruits of the land or the fruits of the vineyards or the trees belong to me. All the tithe of the, the animals belong to me. And, you know, Sunday we talked about that it all belongs to him. And if he was hungry, he wouldn't ask us because he could get, you know, make his own, you know, Big Mac or whatever he wanted. Amen. And one of the verses we use, since the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and everything already belongs to him, why does he want us to tithe? Why does he need the tithe? Because it belongs to him. The tithe belongs to him, it says. But see, God doesn't need anything. And although it belongs to him, he has a very specific purpose for it. He just redirects. In Old Testament times, the tithe was used to support the ministry and for the continuous maintenance of the house of God. First, it was the, the tabernacle, then it was the temple. Amen. And the Levites, there was 12 tribes of Israel, and one of them were the Levites. And when they went from the 40 years wandering in the wilderness after the Exodus. Then they crossed the Jordan and went into the promised land. And then they fought all those wars to claim that promised land. All of the uh, 11 of the 12 tribes received actual land inheritances in the promised land, but the Levites did not receive any inheritance. And let's, this, the reason why is what we're talking about tonight. See, the Levites... They were the ministers and the priests in the Old Testament. They were not given inheritance with the rest of the tribes because they had a purpose uh, for, uh, for their lives where they weren't going to have time to be taking care of the, cro the crops and the lands and the, and the animals and all that stuff. Deuteronomy 18.2, Therefore shall they, talking about the Levites, have no inheritance among their brethren. The Lord is their inheritance. The tithe belongs to God. Numbers 8.14, Thus shalt thou separate the Levites from among the children of Israel, and the Levites shall be mine. So God said, the Levites are mine. Amen. Now since the Levites belong to God, and their purpose is to minister to the people of God and take care of the house of God, God has given the tithe to them. Numbers 18.21 said, And behold, I have given the children of Levi all the tenth in Israel for an inheritance, for their service which they serve, even the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. So God gave the ministry in the Old Testament time uh, the, uh, you know, the tithe so that they could you know, live off of because they had to you know, survive and, and, uh, and live and eat and all that stuff. Amen. And so God gave the ministry to the church to teach and guide them in the ways of the Lord in the New Testament. And the Levites are kind of like the, the Old Testament equivalent to the New Testament ministry. Numbers 18, 6, he said, Behold, I myself have taken 
Your brethren, the Levites, from among the children of Israel, they are a gift to you, given by the Lord to do the work of the tabernacle of meeting. Jeremiah 3.15, I will give you. So, so God gave to the church ministry to help and to bless and to guide and to teach and to protect. Jeremiah 3.15, I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And then Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. So that's the purpose. So the purpose continues. There's still a need for the purpose in the New Testament. Amen. Praise God. And now the what... what the, the blessings and the benefits of tithing are untold. Uh, that one verse we already read, Proverbs 3, 9, it, it talked about, you know, uh, honor the Lord with all, you know, all your substance and the first fruits of all your increase. And so the next verse said, so, this is the result if you do that, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Now, I know I mean, if we don't have vineyards and we're not making wine and we're, you know, squishing it in these, you know, whatever, we're not doing that. But just fill in the blank. Take that out and put in what you do. Put in what you're passionate about. Put in what, you know, what your vocation is or whatever. Amen. When you honor the Lord with all your substance and the first fruits with all of your increase, amen, your barns will be filled with plenty. You'll be blessed. It's not just talking about money. It's talking about all kinds of stuff. It even gets into health. It gets into protection. It gets into everything. Amen. Just favor across the board. Amen. I mean, my wife and I, because uh, we, we've, we've uh, heard this phrase for a long time. Sometimes we'll be like, you know, crazy last minute shopping at the Cerritos Mall at Christmas time. What are we even doing here? There's nowhere to park or whatever. And we'll just like, you know, we might as well just go park way over there by Gridley and then, you know, take our hiking poles and go out, you know, get into the thing because there's no way we're going to park. And we would just, we go, let's just try to go up front. And we'd get an open spot and we'd say, tithe pair blessing. <laughs> Amen. I believe that. You say, well, that's dumb. No, not dumb. Amen. And that's just a small thing. So we opened with Malachi 3.10. He said, bring ye all the tithe. So it's a command. It's very important. We need to do it, but there's such blessings to it. That there may be meat in my house. So it, the tithes come into the storehouse, and this is the storehouse. Tithes come in, and they are to, uh, to help the ministry and also to, to bless the, the uh, upkeep of the house of God. And that's what happens. Amen. And, he, and then he said, prove me now herewith. In other words, test me. You know, like we used to say, I double dog dare you with a cherry on top or whatever. I mean, you, you know, like when we were kids or whatever, like, uh, you know, whatever. And so God's saying, test me. Come on, put me to the test. You know, if you will bring the ties into the storehouse and do it according to the word that we just rolled out here and we just put out here. He, he said, I prove me that I will open the windows of heaven. I mean, it might look like there's not a drop of, of rain coming. It might not look like any clouds in the sky. It might look like it's kind of, you know, going to be dry, you know, in, in, uh, in our situation right now. But when I do my part, God opens the windows of heaven. It can come out of nowhere. 
and rain cats and dogs on you in blessings. And he said, I'll pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Amen. I like that. But notice he keeps on going. And then he changes gears and said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. He didn't change subjects. He's still talking about the blessing and the, uh, the, you know, the cause and effect, the effect of being faithful in your giving. Amen. And he goes, and not only will I open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you, that I'm going to rebuke the devourer, the devourer that cries to come and, you know, and, and mess with you or mess with our families and mess with this and, and, and try to you know, get us off track and whatever. I'm going to rebuke him for your sakes. And, and he's not going to destroy your situation. He's not going to come. I'm not going to let him. Amen. So by giving God your first 10%, which is the first fruit, he somehow takes that remaining 90% and it goes further than somebody that didn't pay tithe and still has 100%. And you say, well, that doesn't work out on the calculator. I know. That's not good math. I know. Amen. But that's what the Bible said. And I have seen it in my life. And, and my wife had, I mean, we, all of us, and, and any of you that uh, experienced that, amen, and uh, you know that it's true. Praise God. So it doesn't add up, but when God begins to add and multiply blessings in your life, they will far exceed what you had before. Amen. Praise God. I, I'll never forget, I went to a, a, a conference Years ago, I think it was in like 80, 1986 or something like that. And one preacher got up and, and he said, he uh, basically, the title of his message was Giving Your Way Out of a Financial Bind. Something along, or no, his title was Dynamic Living Comes from Dynamic Giving. But he basically was saying, you know, you, he goes, you, you give your way out of a financial bind. And then I was like, eh? Give your way out of, I, I'm in a financial bind. Did you miss that first part? I'm in a bind. <laughs> Don't have a lot of seat money here, you know, to throw at the, you know, whatever. No, you give your, you know. When, 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 when we talked about uh, Elijah being sent to the, from the book, Brook Kedron to the widow woman's house, you know, and she said, he goes, hey, how you doing? Well, not too good. You know, the famines really hit us hard. Me and my son, I'm, I'm about ready. I got enough to make one little uh, cake each for me and my son, and then we're going to die because I'm out of oil. I'm going to be out of meal, and uh, that's it. And then the man of God said, well, if you wouldn't mind making me a little cake first, uh, then uh, I really would really appreciate that. And, you know, you got to understand, in today's language, people would be fired up a little bit like, how dare you? Um, I'm taking advantage of the widow and the, the, the son. But when you understand the, the, the hospitality of the Middle East and the, that area, especially back in that time, people would give the shirt off their back to, uh, to a, a, uh, a visitor. Amen. You know, even when a friend comes at midnight and the guy doesn't have any bread, he's going to go down the street, wake his other friend up. Hey, I need some bread to feed this guy who just showed up at my doorstep. So very hospitable. Amen. And he said, if you could just make me a little cake first. And so she made the cake first, gave it to him. 
and then we, we know the story, that, that cruise of oil and that meal barrel, it never emptied. It just kept on pouring out, pouring out until the famine was over because she honored the man of God and, and gave the first fruit to him. Amen. It doesn't make sense, but it works because God, he, she goes, okay, well, it's going to be a smaller cake for me and, you know, my, my boy. That's probably what she's thinking. Amen. And then after she gave him the cake, he said, thus saith the Lord, uh, until this famine is over, that, that, that oil cruise and that meal barrel will not fail. He'll continue giving. Amen. But the proclamation came after the faith, uh, obedience, and, and uh, was given. So that's powerful. Our last verse, Luke 6, 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, Shaken together, running over, sounds like windows of heaven to me, shall men give into your bosom. Amen. I thought God was going to give it. Well, God's going to use people to give. You never know where it's coming from. That's why just keep your options open and say, Lord, I don't care where it comes from. I know that I'm going to honor you first, and then you're going to bless me and keep, keep me and, and do what I need. Amen. He said, for with the same measure that you measure meat out, with all it shall be measured to you again. In other words, he, he that sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Amen. But if you just want like, you know, two or three ears of corn, you know, for a crab boil, then just throw a couple seeds in there and hope a couple stalks come up and then you'll get, you know, you'll get a crab boil enough. But if you want the, you want enough to eat and sell and give away and all that stuff, throw them out, throw the seeds out. Just don't worry about the wind. Don't worry about what it looks like. Throw it out, throw it out, throw it out. Amen. Because you can't out give God. Amen. There's a little chorus that we sing. It says, there's a joy in giving. I found it to be true. The more you give to Jesus, the more he's going to give to you. So give till you can't give any more and give more than you can afford. And you'll find your cup will overflow because you can't out give the Lord. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.